This is Josh Mills. This is John Mills. Welcome back to another episode of Acquired Tastings. And this is going to be a special episode where we just talk about cocktails. So, Dad, what cocktail are you doing today? I'm doing what's called a rusty nail. What are you doing, Josh? I'm going to be doing an old-fashioned. Uh, both these cocktails we created just uh, five about five minutes ago. Uh, we're both drinking them out of old-fashioned glasses. So, you ready to get into it, Dad? So, as... As you may know, we did a blind at the end of the liquor podcast. Uh, we're not actually going to be talking about those since in this episode, we're not going to be doing really any pairings, uh, specific pairings or any blinds. So you want to know what liquor that I blinded last week, you got to come back to our wine episode. All right. So you ready to get started, Ed? Sure. Go right ahead. All right. So we're going to start with an old fashioned. Uh, it's one of my favorite classic cocktails. Uh, this old fashioned was built with bullet bourbon. Uh, wanted to make sure that you could reuse some of the stock that we had asked you to buy for the liquor podcast. You could also use the Michter's American whiskey. Sort of a golden brown, Josh. Yeah, it's kind of a reddish color. Yeah, right. um, yeah. And you put a real large ice cube in it. Yeah, I I like to have my cocktails that I put on ice or on the rocks, um, on a big rock so that it doesn't dilute as much. So, so um, this old fashioned was made, like I said, with bullet bourbon, uh, two ounces of bullet bourbon. And I use a half of a bar spoon, so about a half of a teaspoon of brown, of light brown sugar and, and then some Angostura bitters. And that's all really that's in an old fashioned because it's based off one of the first ideas of a cocktail, which was originally um, put into print in 1806. Wow. And the, okay. uh, That's pretty simple. Yeah. The recipe that was given for the cocktail was in the Balanced and Columbian Repository um, out of Hudson, Hudson or New York. And all it said was, you know, spirits, bitters, water, and sugar. And that's what makes a cocktail. So kind of the original one with they called it a bittered sling so oh, i've, I've kinda, never heard that yeah i didn't either until i started researching <laughs> awesome. it. it's kind of like you know for me this one is you know it's it's bitter and it's sweet and it's kind of woody from that bourbon what do you taste in dem yeah i get that sweet and sour too uh seems like there's a sweetness i got the sugar okay but seems like the combination of the bourbon and we talked about the bourbon having honey. I'm getting a little bit of that honey with it. Yeah, and also that maybe using brown sugar, uh, having oh, that yeah, molasses, yeah. Okay. light brown sugar, having that molasses in there. Right. Um, you know, like I said, you know, this cocktail started. You know, the idea of a cocktail, you know, was 1806. But the first time that like an old fashioned actually came out in print was in the 1880s, and it came out in the Chicago Tribune. And around the 1880s, in the 1860s. The uh, the in vogue spirit to put into a cocktail was bourbon or rye, but they were made with all sorts of things. Like even you know they would use blue, they would use cure, orange curacao, absinthe, mm, okay. and other all liquors right. were added to it. And you know around that same time that the Chicago Tribune put it out, there's a uh, club in Kentucky, in Louisville, Kentucky, called the Pendennis Club. And they claim to have come up with the original recipe for an, a cocktail made in the 
old fashioned way. Okay. So that's kind of where it got its name. Somebody's got to claim it, and I'm glad Kentucky did. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But, I mean, so it actually, in the vernacular, was that any cocktail that was made in the old-fashioned way are bitters, water, spirits, and sugar. Anything like that could have been considered an old-fashioned because it was just kind of a general idea of how the cocktail was made. So I bet there were lots of different formulas or recipes for it. Oh yeah, you didn't put a garnish on it. Does it does it never have a garnish? It normally comes with an orange, um, a orange zest uh, garnish or an orange peel garnish. Um, but I, since we're at home, kept just kind of kept it simple. The orange will brighten it up a little bit if right, you want to do right. that. Um, talking about the recipes, you know, in cocktail books that were printed, you know, in the late eighteen hundreds, um, you know, the first kind of one was in 1895 and the way they have it is they have you dissolve a sugar cube in water in the bottom of your whiskey glass you add two ashes dashes of angostura bitters and then you stir that all together and you add with the ice and lemon peel and then you add in your two ounces of or a jigger of whiskey stir it again and that's it Okay. And then it was served. So, norm, you know, traditionally the first recipe was written with, the first recipe was written actually with a lemon peel, which is not the norm nowadays. And even before that, in 1862, there were recipes for gin old fashions. Oh, okay. And they would use gum syrup instead of sugar. So, you like, know, I've even found a scotch old-fashioned yeah. recipe. Yeah, so it's really, you know, that idea of the old-fashioned was an old-fashioned way to yeah. make a cocktail. Okay. And, you know, in the 40s was, you know, really when the American whiskey hit in and they started using simple syrup instead of um, instead of bitters. But they still used a lemon twist. Okay. So what do you think? I'm really enjoying it. You know, it uh, it's it's sweet like we already talked about. But on the back end, I'm getting the bitters. I get the bitters in my throat, and the and the tongue, the front of the tongue, gets that sweetness. So, you know, it's a nice combination. Yeah. So, Dad, do you remember Major Houlihan from Mash? Oh yeah, baby. Do you remember <laughs> what Do you remember what Major Houlihan would order at the O Club? No, I don't. She would order an old fashioned. Okay, you got me on yeah, that. Yeah, that's what she would do. So that was one of the first times, you know, an old fashioned was popular in, in media. It was also in a mad 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 world. Okay. One of the pilots talks about ordering an old fashioned. And then more recently in Mad Men, the AMC show, the main character Don Draper. I remember that. That was his. Yeah. You turned me on to that show. That was his drink was an old fashioned. You know, at that point, you know, you saw the maraschino cherry and the orange slice in it. So this, you know, the drinks kind of really evolved. And even, you know, at one point they would muddle a cherry and orange at the bottom of it. You know, I started to ask you a question about muddling because you said stirring the sugar. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when you make a mojito, you're muddling the mint. So now you've said muddle the cherry. Mm Mm-hmm. And the orange? Yeah, the so, orange peel. yeah, well, orange, and a slice of orange, actually. Oh, okay. Um, so oh. it gives it, it gives the cocktail a little bit of a different balance. Um, I've had some great ones where they've used brandied cherries, and it just gives, like, a real depth and a kind of a, another level of s- sweetness to the cocktail. So I think for our listeners, 
One of the keys that you need to remember is make this at home and decide how you like it. And then when you go to your bar, make sure that you tell your bartender how you want it made. Now, they may argue with you that they've got a better plan. Uh, right. But you know how you like it. Mm-hmm. And so give them, give them your recipe. Yeah. And, you know, <clears throat> if the bartender, you know, the bartender doesn't do it, take it their way because they might make it a little bit different than you've made it at home and it may taste different too. That's right. Exactly. For me, this cocktail is, um, this is one of my test cocktails. So when I go to a bar or a restaurant for the first time and I'm really kind of checking out their cocktail menu or I have a new bartender, I'll ask him to make me an old fashioned. I won't say anything about it. I'll just ask for an old fashioned because I know it's a, it's a cocktail that every bartender should know. Every bar should be able to make. And from how I get the cocktail back, I can kind of tell uh, the level of skill of the bartender of the bar. Um, Because some people make it too sweet. Some people make it too bitter. Some make it too spirity. You know, this is one of those cocktails that's just, it's meant to be that balance of, of the cocktail. And, you know, like I said, it's, it's one of my favorite cocktails. I'll make it at home. Yeah. I, I make it occasionally, but I usually, I usually use the scotch because I have more scotch in my bar. Of course you do. Bar. <laughs> but uh, I've got I've got bullet now, so I'm gonna have to branch out. And what I started to say is your your uncle Gene, uh, he has a special uh, drink that he tests lots of bartenders on. You remember what that is, Josh? Yeah, it's a it's either a Hendrix or a Bombay Sapphire Martini extra dry up with a twist it's a hendrix if if they if the bar has it and it's not that hard to find but a lot of bars just don't stock that you know that one yeah they'll come out and i've rarely does he send it back (laughs) but i have seen him send it back because it wasn't as dry as he wanted they must have put you know half an ounce of vermouth or something and that just not it what he wants one of our cocktail episodes we'll definitely do we'll definitely do martinis and and get into the whole vermouth debate when it comes to martinis right i wanted to tee that up yeah so so that's kind of you know it about an old-fashioned you know it's a great standard classic cocktail it's you know it's only two two and a half ounces of booze so it's a good one that you can kind of get in on and you know have have one and you're not you know, you're not drinking five ounces of alcohol with it. So it's a really good, easy cocktail. So that rough first day of school, you might need a double. <laughs> I mean, you know, I might, I might need a couple. I, don't, <laughs> I usually don't double my recipes unless I'm splitting it with somebody, but uh-huh. I may have a couple of them. Right. All right. So any, anything else you want to ask me about an old fashioned? Cause that's kind of all I've got. Well, where, where are our, uh, listeners get the bitters you talked about the bitters now oh, yeah. help them understand that so the bitters that are used in a in an old-fashioned are called angostura bitters they're one of the bitters that have been around for a really really long time now these bitters are aromatic bitters uh, you will find them at every liquor i would say you could find angostura bitters at every liquor store you go to um, they're just a standard to have i've even seen them in some grocery stores in kind of the cocktail mixer area, um, but it's kind of a it's a mixture of or of spices and um, 
uh, I think some quinine barks um, that are like soaked in alcohol and they kind of create this really astringent bitter taste. It's not something you want to drink by itself, um, but it's it's a great little addition. Like I said, for this, I only use two dashes or I use three dashes. And, you know, for some people that might be too bitter, so you can just go with a two dashes. Like I don't your, think it's too bitter, said. but I would say, you know, you get up to four or five, it would be. Yeah. And, you know, a trick I used to get myself off soda for a while was I would use sparkling water and I would add bitters to it because it still gives you that flavor and the sensation of drinking something flavored sparkling. And when I was working in the restaurant, I completely stopped drinking soda because that's what I would drink instead. So today we're not having snacks. But if you were at the bar and they had, let's say most bars will have, you know, your mixed nuts, would you reach over there and get a little handful? Probably. I mean, cocktails kind of go, cocktails can go with anything. Um, I usually don't drink cocktails at dinner, but I know that there are cocktails that go with dinner. I like any snack with an old fashioned you know, I like air with an old fashioned, so it can really be anything. Mixed nuts, popcorn, yeah, there um, you go. French fries, you know, bar snacks. Any, I think any bar snack that would come in front of you is, it's not going to be offended to be paired Even with an old fashioned. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not, wouldn't offend it. Mm-mm. I mean, I may not drink something that's like, or I may not eat a dessert, with an old fashioned, I might drink my old fashioned as my dessert, but right. <laughs> I don't, I wouldn't, I would put this as a, as a before dinner cocktail, not an after dinner cocktail. Uh, that's right. That's what I would do too. Very good. All I've right. still got a little bit, Josh, left. I, I don't. So you ready to go into the rusty nail? Sure. The rusty nail. It, it used to be very highly rated, but when I looked it up, it's like, down at number eight, nine, or ten of the Scotch cocktails. Mm. So there's a lot above it. But I really like it because of the Drambury mm-hmm. liqueur. And the Drambury liqueur is using honey. It's a special um, Scottish Highlander heathering honey. So it's going to be sweet. The, like I said before, the famous grouse is what I like to put in to that scotch. The famous grouse is a blended. And we talked about that last week. So what does it, what does it mean to be a blended, a blended whiskey? So this particular blended, because it's Ellington owned, Ellington owns Highland Park. And if you go to the liquor store and look at Highland Park, straight, you know, scotch, 18-year-old scotch, it's going to be $150 a bottle. Yeah. And so Highland Park is in this famous grouse along with McAllen. Really? Yes. And so when you think of a blended, now, you know, Johnny Walker's a great blended. But Johnny Walker's price point is much higher than this famous grouse. On our table here tonight is a one and three quarter liter, and the sticker on the bottle is thirty something dollars, but you can get it on sale at your liquor store for like less than thirty. So 
it goes a long ways. And those two scotches on their own are pretty, pretty great. Yeah. So I've, I've heard it said that like most, most scotch whiskey houses actually make their bones or make a majority of their money by selling some of their, some of their single malts to blending houses. So like they'll sell to Johnny Walker, they'll sell to famous grouse, they'll sell to some of the other ones and they'll, you know, they'll make money off of it so that they can hold, you know, barrels of stuff for 15, 17, 18 years. Yes. Okay. So, uh, where did rusty nail come from? In 1937, is supposed when it was invented for the British Industries Fair, uh, which was a trade show, and it evolved from that into, you know, in in the 60s, it started having a recurrence of people liking it mm-hmm. and thinking about it, and back in the 50s. There was a there was a group called the Rat Pack. Have you heard of the Rat Pack, Josh? I sure have. All right. Can can you name some of them? Dean Martin. Yes. Frank Sinatra. Oh yeah. Sammy Good Davis one. Jr. Yes. Keep going. Those Pe- are the ones I can remember off the top Pe- of my Peter head. Peter Lawford was one of them. Okay. Uh, Bing Crosby was one of them. Now. A misnomer might be Jerry Lewis. He's not. But Jerry Lewis and Dean Martin hooked up and made a lot of movies together. Mm. Okay. So he was he was he wasn't part of the rat pack, but he, he was, was part not. of the he was part of the hangout crew. And the interesting thing that I might have known and forgotten was that Peter Lawford had a brother in law. His name was John F. Kennedy. Oh. President John F. Kennedy. So, the the Rat Pack supposedly was, and I I pulled up some things, and they were drinking on stage, they were smoking on stage, they were telling raunchy stories on stage, fabulous singing. Because when you get Dean Martin and Frank Sinatra together, that's some beautiful music. Oh yeah, and Sammy Davis Jr. Yes, as well himself. And, and wasn't Nat King Cole? No. Okay. No. No. He's just of that era. But the other thing about about Frank Sinatra, it was rumored that he was part of the mafia. Yeah. Or had mafia connections. So maybe we ought to have a taste before I continue. Okay. I mean, now I'll continue to taste. <laughs> it's got an interesting smell on it, and I think it's from the, like the heather, the heather honey. Yes. So. In your research, did you find out? So heather honey is that honey that's made from like bees that just kind of use heather plants for the yes. pollen. Okay, yes. in Scotland only. So that's yeah, special. Yeah, because I've like so, had or, I've had like orange blossom honey before, and it really has a specific it's, yeah, taste. It's, it's heavier, if you will. Not that that honey's like molasses. And what I found out too is that there's all kinds of recipes. For for the for, for the uh, rusty nail. Oh, okay, you know you could make it half and half if that's what you wanted, but that would be very very sweet. How did you make yours? So I made this one uh, that we're drinking with one and a half 
ounces or one jigger of the famous grouse and a little bit more than a half of ounce of the Drambrouille. Okay, so you kind of have like a three to one ratio. That's right. And what I said uh, last week was this this cocktail, just like Josh's cocktail, you don't you don't need uh, any garnish. You can have it without a garnish, but the traditional garnish was a uh, lime, not a wedge, but a lime. Uh, what do you call it, Josh? Uh, lime peel. Lime peel. Mm-hmm. And then you just squeeze that and run a little bit on the edge of your glass, drop that in, and just drink away. Okay. My preference is a lime instead of the lemon. Okay. Why Why do you like lime? It's just, maybe it's because I like lime drinks that mean I'm in the Caribbean. Margarita. That's one of them. Uh, we don't have an umbrella in this drink tonight. But my tie. <laughs> that's another one. The Rat Pack, they were some interesting fellows. And I watched a Dean Martin skit. And he's holding a, a drink in one hand. And it's all in black and white because this is back in the 50s. He's holding a drink in one hand. He's got the microphone and his cigarette. In the other hand, this is back in the days that you smoked anywhere you wanted to. You drank pretty much anywhere you wanted to. And he said, oh, and he's referring to the glass in his hand. This is not, I don't drink anymore. This is just a prop. (laughs) But what I do is I freeze it and I love those popsicles. (laughs) He went on to say... I really pity you guys that don't drink. You know why? Why? Because when you first get up in the morning, that's the best you'll ever feel. (laughs) And as a drinker, you get up in the morning, you don't feel so hot, but maybe by 10 or 11 o'clock, you feel a whole lot better. Yeah, by, you know, cocktail two or three, you feel really good. So... The Drambuie also comes from the a Gaelic, and it means the drink that satisfies. So you could drink Drambuie by itself if that's what you really wanted to do. Mm-hmm. It's a really good. It's a really good cocktail. Like so, it kind of tastes. It tastes kind of herbaceous, um, sweet herbaceous. Um, you know, it's really rounded. It's very. It's balanced. I can't, you know, I can't really imagine, you know, being equal proportions and being really sweet like that. Yeah, that to me, that's just way too much. Yeah, but I, I think, like it drier, <clears throat> and the less of the drambuie you put in with the scotch, the drier it might be. But I think somebody who may really be into gin and the aromatics of gin would actually kind of like that elevated, elevated level of the aromatics. Right. So tell us how you constructed it, Dad. How did you actually make it? Did you build it in the glass? Did you build it in a shaker? How did you make it? So there's different ways. This particular one, I just I just built the liquor in the glass and then added the ice to it. You could actually drink this neat, which means no ice. You can drink it 
in a fashion that says up, which means you have it in a stemmed glass. Another way to make it, and I haven't, I haven't tried this very often, is to make it in that stemmed glass with ice, give it some good stirring, okay, and then pour it into the other glass with the ice, strained. Strain out the original. Right. And so you get you get that more softer taste. I think we got the softer taste with this tonight because it sat a little while while you were speaking. Yeah. So like I like I was saying about mine, I you know, I build a lot of times you'll see bartenders build old fashions in the glass itself. Uh, I build mine in a cocktail in a big cocktail glass um, or a cocktail mixer. Um, and what I do is, you know, I put the sugar in, I put the bitters in, I kind of dissolve those together and then I put the liquor on top, put ice and I stir it. And after I stir it for a little bit to get some water dilution, I strain it out and pour it over a bigger cube because then I've already got the dilution that I, that I'm looking for. Right. And so I think that's kind of what you're talking about. You know, some people will build it in a, in a, in a glass like that they'll mix it and then they'll strain it into another glass and put fresh ice on it. So where does the rusty nail name come from? I don't know. You said there was a story. We're waiting. I'm waiting so to hear the it. So the story, as I remember it, is that the 21 Club in Manhattan kind of reinvented the rusty nail. And the story goes that the way it got its name is they stirred it with a rusty nail <laughs> i'm i'm a little worried about that <laughs> i i i thought it would have been like you know it's something that's like sharp yet you know could really get you on your behind um because you know scotch itself you know can be kind of rough uh rough and tumble and the dram kind of smooths it out but that's a <laughs> That, that's a more interesting story than what I had. It definitely is, but uh, I think that might have been made up. <laughs> I mean, come on, it's there's so much lore from old from older days that you know there a lot of it's a lot of it's made up. You know, you talked about this this cocktail being invented in the was the 1930s, right? Yeah, 37. So that's kind of when in Britain. So we talked show. about. You know, so that's coming off Prohibition. It's coming off of, at least for us, you know, coming off of Prohibition. And that's kind of when cocktails kind of had their revive. Because, you know, in my notes, that's when the orange and the cherry were added to an uh, old-fashioned was right. in the 1930s. Right. So it's kind of, it'd be an interesting time to go back to and see all the history of these classic cocktails being made. Because that's kind of when I see, you know, kind of, when I think of a classic cocktail, I'm thinking between like 1930s and 1960s. Or when those kind of yeah, come out, 60s, or, or before, you know. Well, in the 60s, when it kind of the heyday, it, the phrase was, have you had a rusty nail today? Sounds like code. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? <laughs> did, yeah. your ho- did, did your horse step on a rusty nail today at the track? Oh, really? So, I don't know. Uh, I've not tried it half and half, you know, two ounces and two ounces. That would be really, really 
be a stiff top sweet that'd be a it'd also be a stiff cocktail so if you've heard the phrasing a stiff cocktail a stiff cocktail is something that is very alcoholic very up in your face you know it's it's gonna punch you in the face with the alcohol it's a stiff cocktail I mean, I would think that, I mean, that's four ounces of alcohol. Yeah, the Drambuie is 40%, just like the famous grouse. Yeah, so I mean, so that's you a, got four ounces a, of 40%. And there's no, I mean, maybe if you stir it, there's a little bit of dilution and as it sits, but that's a pretty stiff cocktail. I mean, that's double double the amount of alcohol. Well, there's double a amount jigger's, of. A jigger's an ounce and a half. So double would be three ounces, but yeah, this is more than double because it's four. It, Double of my old fashioned because the old fashioned has two ounces in it, so oh, that would okay. have four ounces yeah, in it. It's double right. of that old fashioned, and you know, we talk we talk about glassware a lot. <laughs> there is a particular glass that's called a double old fashioned glass. That's what we're using today. And yeah, it's what we're using today, and that is to fit a double level old fashioned. There are single old fashioned glasses, and I actually have some. And they're they fit really well with a small cube, you know, just two ounces of alcohol. Right, if I right. tried to put four ounces in it, it wouldn't work. So you right. have a double old fashioned, and then even some of the bigger, you even have a triple old fashioned glass. You know, guys that get three fingers of whiskey in their glass with ice, and it doesn't look like there's that much. They're probably pour, they're probably drinking out of a triple old fashioned glass. Exactly. But so so talking about the glassware, you know, we've got two old fashioned two double old fashioned glasses. And dad, you said when we were talking earlier about, you saw somebody who drank a rusty nail out of a highball glass. Is that right? Yes. One of the tall slender glasses. Yeah. You could do that, you know, but didn't they do it neat? Did they add any, they didn't add any like sparkling water or anything to it. No, I don't. I got the impression. No. Okay. It's just a bunch of ice. Well, cool. And I like my scotch neat and you have to remember this drink is a hundred percent scotch it's got some well it's, it's a liquor honey, it's a liqueur it's got the scotch honey liqueur and the whatever but you know it's a scotch liqueur so scotch liqueur plus famous grouse scotch it is a 100 percent scottish drink that's right so that's good so this is actually one of the first rusty nails i've ever had and it's really really good well, there you go. Listeners, you try it. Uh-huh. You might like it too. Yeah. So if you hadn't had an old fashioned, go for that. And go to your, you know, go to a cocktail bar. If you don't want to make them at home, go out to your local, your cocktail spot. If it's open, you know, after COVID, get yourself, order, you could order one of these two drinks and they should be able to make both of them. Uh, sometimes it can be a little difficult with a rusty nail because some bars don't have, not all bars have Drambuie. That's right. Um, I run into that. So I'm disappointed when that happens. And you, and it, you know, it could be a test drink for you. You know, do they have this? And they might have a certain level of liqueurs there, which may help you moving forward. Or you could try the uh, rusty nail cousin. Any idea what that is, Josh? It's not a penicillin, is it? No, it's called the Godfather. What's that? It's a scotch with amaretta. Oh, so you could. It's another sweet one. So it for me, I like that drink as well. Uh, and I mix it about the same ratio because if you did a half and half 
Oh, man, that is so sweet. Well, so Amaretto, for those of you that don't know, is an almond liqueur from Italy. That's why it's called The Godfather. Yes. But I kind of think about Frank Sinatra and the Mafia, and the cousin was The Godfather. Yeah, I could totally see that. You know, Frank's Frank's in there drinking his drinking his Godfather, you know, sitting chit-chatting in Vegas, and Dino's over there drinking a, drinking a rusty nail. Or licking on his popsicle. Oh, yeah, or <laughs> licking on his rusty nail popsicle. Okay, well, anything else, Dad? I think that's pretty much it. I yeah. Mean, you know, this, you know, cocktail is a special episode. may not be as long as the others. Yeah, so. Uh, Again, if I ask you the question, if if I was going to do snacks with, with this rusty nail, mm-hmm. uh, the same thing that Josh mentioned, uh, you know. I've said this before. I love the salty cashews, uh, the popcorn, uh, you know, the mixed nuts that you'll have at any bar, some of those salty pretzels. Yeah. You know, something that's that's sweet would also go well with it, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I could see the, I could see this being an after-dinner cocktail, too, because of the level of sweetness in it. That's right. That's right. But typically, I have it before well yeah you could have it before or you could have it after you could have it before and after or during however you're feeling that day so dad uh next week we're gonna do a wine episode on sparkling wine all that sparkles so dad what are you gonna have for Uh, your wine and your pairings so it's thomas jefferson gerard burchard uh it's a brute rosé uh the bottle i have here is a 2017 the price points uh you know 23 dollars. you probably get it uh on special for less than that or maybe that's the sale price as it goes what are your what are your pairings going to be all right my snacks uh pairings uh a salmon spread on a melba toast duck corn feet nachos and the place to get those that I'm aware of. In Little Rock. In Little Rock. Well, actually, North Little Rock. Yes, in the central Arkansas area. Is Flyway. And then just to kind of go with a standard, what do we put with sparkling? How about some chocolate truffles? Oh, that'll be really good. So some chocolate truffles, some smoked salmon on, on Melba toast, and then some duck confit nachos with the Gerard Burchard Cremant Cremant de Lumeau Rosé. And if you want to look for it really easily, it's got Thomas Jefferson on it as an homage to the American French, the um, French or the American ambassador to France, Thomas Jefferson. Exactly. <laughs> All right, cool. So um, next week I'm going to be doing the Argyle Brute from Oregon. It's a great sparkling coming out of the United States. Uh, so that's the Argyle Brute. And with my pairing, I'm going to be doing some popcorn. I'm going to be doing some French fries. And I'm going to be doing a dessert called pommiers. Now, they're a sweet puff pastry dessert. You can find them in a lot of high-end bakeries, but you can also make them. They're pretty easy to make with just some puff pastry and sugar and a little bit of salt. And with the pommiers, we're going to have some macerated strawberries. So that's the Argyle Brute from Oregon with popcorn, french fries, and sweet palmiers. And next book will reveal the answer to what Josh tasted. Oh yeah, well we'll let you know. We'll let you know what I blinded. He said it was a uh, 
What'd you say? An Irish whiskey? I called it an Irish whiskey. So we'll we'll find out next week if I'm right. All right. All right. So I'm Josh Mills. I'm John Mills. And this is Acquired Tastings. Thanks for listening. Thank you, and goodbye. Bye.